On September 16, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Cronet, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who we'd come to learn was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. You okay, buddy? I'm joined by another baby today. Welcome to They're Calling Again. The least you could do is listen. Find out if you're missing. What could you say to a stranger today to get them on your side? Everything you do is what you choose to show the world, but you are more than that. Today we'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 7, The Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl. Bell 5 TV On Demand summary of this episode says, Frasier and Kate vow to end their office romance, but can't seem to keep their hands off each other. I'll be using the Bell 5 TV summaries from now on, because whoever writes the Wikipedia summaries got a little too big for their britches, and I'm fed up. Fed up! For this week's episode, I'm joined by two guests. One of them is Toby, my baby, who is in studio due to some scheduling issues. So you're going to hear him making some noise in the background, and I apologize. Uh, The other is Kendallin Aldridge. Regular listeners of the show know by now that Kendallin is the one responsible for making the show exist. But what you might not know is that exactly two years ago on the day of our recording, Kendallin took a trip here to Montreal and visited us in our studio to record an episode of Up for Discussion. Welcome back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, so Facebook sent me the, the thing of like, oh, you have memories from today, and it showed me my first day in Montreal, and I did some more sleuthing and found that our picture was also on the same day. Um, <laughs> it's on both of our stories, and it's, it's, it's in my highlights right. um, saved. Um, so for those wondering, like, this was an episode with me, Johan, Tom, and Kate. Mm-hmm. That was really, really fun. Yeah, I miss, I miss Johan a lot. <laughs> <laughs> seeing that photo I was like oh man that was so much fun and then I was like oh man remember when Johan lived in Montreal I do it, you guys have some great episodes um, so for those who are also listeners of Up for Discussion you may also know that I do the best ofs for That's that right. and I'm currently getting through Johan's first official episode thank you. <laughs> um, which is surprisingly like it's also in the awkward growing times of Up for Discussion so yeah. it's not as funny as I remember it to be, because I'm pretty sure by saying that you know which host is still there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, you know, over time things grow, and people grow, and people get fired, and other people get hired, and, you know, that's that's how life goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That is true. Of um, course I made the mistake of bringing Toby in here with a bell around his neck. He has, <laughs> this, he has this little necklace with a bell on it. It used to have three bells, but he's you know, pulled a couple of them off. Right. And so you're going to hear little jingle bells in the background, and we can just pretend oh, it's festive. That's cute. Um, so this is actually my first time meeting Toby. So yeah. He can't hear you for what it's worth. Oh, well, I can hear him. <laughs> yeah. um, I wish I could say my cat would be meowing in the background, but I have headphones on, so you won't be able to hear him. Right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, um, so, so getting to, oh, yeah, getting to the episode, <laughs> I'm so glad that you chose a... Uh, site that has shorter summaries. Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got so tired of the Wikipedia summaries, and then I realized, wait, I'm watching these on Fibe. I, that has summaries. I'm going to use those from now on. And I think my life will be better for it. 
Yeah. No, for sure. So, basically, part two of the episode you did with with um, I only know her by her Twitter handle, Bayliosaurus. Yeah, with Hannah Bailey. That's it. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a two-parter. If I had known this was a two-parter, I might have scheduled. I went. I might have tried to make it a like one episode covering both episodes, but that's on me. Oh no, that that's completely fair. I wasn't expecting it to be a two-parter until the like. The last time um, Frasier thing started playing. Right, yeah. Well, that's it. I got to the end of last week's episode, and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess we can skip the part where I ask you what your relationship with Frasier is, because yeah. you've been on the show like five or six times by now. Uh, what do you think of this episode? It's it's fun. It's definitely not the best episode in this season. Sure. Um, I, I still like Kate as a character, but she did something in this episode that made me go, ah. What was that? Like, the whole, like, I guess she was following company procedure, but, like, the whole, I kind of was a little bit on, with Frasier on the side of, really? Like, you're, he's like, you're as, because Frasier did a really good job at, like, not revealing her identity, pretty much, except to his immediate family. Like, he didn't even right. tell Rob, I don't think. No, yeah. And, and it's like, I'm not saying that she should have left him off the hook, but I think the week suspension was a bit unfair, considering that he didn't spill the beans on her. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I think it kind of makes sense. Like, if if something inappropriate happens on air and the policy of the place is that, you know, well, I, it sounds like they wanted to fire him, but she yeah, managed to no, negotiate. Yeah, Yeah. The owners, uh, that was a great comedic bit, too. It's like, like I did what I could. It's like, it's like, oh, sure, you did. Well, the owners wanted you fired. Oh. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think, like, you know, that, you know, that being considered, like, it's not her fault, you know? Like, I know. It would have been weird for her not to do something about it. Wow, buddy, you're really playing with those bells, huh? Okay, great. I mean, like, I, I know, like, she did the right thing, but at the same time, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I feel, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I don't see Frasier as a kind of, even, like, in Cheers, I don't see Frasier as the kind of guy to just suddenly like, give in to his animal instincts, as he called it with Kate. Right. And that was kind of, it was fun, but it was kind of odd to watch, too, just knowing what I know of Frasier. Right. <laughs> in both series. Um, and this whole thing of, like, I never understood this as personally, of the whole thing, like, oh, we could get caught being a sex appeal. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's, like, there's something to be said about the, like, risk factor. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily, like, it's not necessarily the sexiest thing in the world, but I get it. There, There is, I remember my first girlfriend, I, we were, God, 14 maybe, and working together at a summer camp. And uh, we didn't know right away if we wanted to, like other people that we worked with to know that we were dating. And so okay. we, you know, snuck around a little bit and, you know, we weren't doing anything too scandalous because we were Christian teens at a, you know, Bible camp. But that means nothing. Yeah, but we'd we'd have the occasional, you know, clandestine smooch in a broom closet or whatever and it was I remember oh, that. <laughs> you know that that was it was exciting, right? Cuz it's like, oh, you know, people might might find out like we got to be super careful. But like I don't know, I feel like there's a difference between that and like making out in a sound booth when you're about to go back on air like that seems extremely unprofessional and way too risky you know you the the thing about risky makeout sessions is that you calculate the risk and it's worth it you know mm-hmm. like you can't do it if it's too high risk right no I, I get it um i just 
I, I see the trope a lot of like you know getting caught is and like it Sam Sam has a thing for someone who which I thought was in Frasier but apparently it's not like the mm. one where Sam came back right it was not the episodes but he does have a thing Sam has a thing in Cheers where he is having sex with a woman who just wants more danger and like right. her husband's coming back from jail and he's like in like in the apartment with them right right yeah I, I think just, I, I saw know. that episode, which is funny because I haven't seen a lot of Cheers, but that that sounds very familiar. That one's a fun episode because, like, because when the husband comes back from jail and like he hears something, he's like, "You always do this." <laughs> like, even the jail guy was like <laughs> through with their bullshit. Right. Um, no, but I mean, this episode was good. Like, as I watched it with Matt, he chuckled at a few parts too. Right. My, I think my favorite comment of his was when Niles. I love, I love the thing where Niles gets into a small fender bender. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. <laughs> um, but Matt and I both went, um, no, for two different reasons. What mm-hmm. Matt's was, he looked at the airbags, like, there's no way that an airbag would go off that slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s. Maybe they just weren't built as well back then. <laughs> Maybe. And my thing was, even with my insurance background, like, um, I don't, because... I mean, I've heard some crazy claim stories, don't get me wrong. But, like, did he really hit that car hard enough to have the airbag deploy? I mean, it's it's possible. Don't get right. me wrong. It's possible. But just on the sound alone, mm-hmm. it, and again, it's the 90s. They didn't have – they had great Foley, but, like, they're not going to go into that detail with Foley. But there wasn't enough crinkling right. of metal for me to think, oh, he hit <laughs> this guy that hard, right? Are you, are you implying that Niles might have, cr- like – might have committed insurance fraud in this episode because that I'd be willing to believe that Niles would commit insurance fraud. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even saying like, I doubt the insurance fraud. I doubt, I literally doubt that he had enough force for the airbag to go off. Right. (laughs) But they had to have a visual gag. So I get it. Right. Um, Yeah, of course. Oh no. I, I for sure think Niles had some, some insurance fraud because he gives Frazier a bill. Right. <laughs> I love Martin's like he's not had a hard time enough already. Toby is being noisy. Did you I'm sorry. like the episode? <laughs> um, I I thought it was fun. Uh, to be honest, I was a little distracted while watching it. I've been uh, home alone with Toby for like a non a non zero chunk of the day, and right. uh, I threw out my back this morning at work. Oh, no. So I've been in pain and taking care of a baby. Um, so things are a little all over the place. Um, That's just, fair. Yeah. I just I feel like for. A show. Also, I thought they had a longer portion of sex on their air. What do you mean by that? Like, like, like I thought, I thought they, they, I thought the segment of them having sex on air was longer than it what it was. Okay. I, I just thought for some reason like that they had sex longer on air than just like the small five seconds. Which, if they had had it longer, it would have been definitely overplayed. I just thought it was, I thought it was more severe than what it was. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't uh, really expect Frasier to last more than a couple of seconds. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I uh, I gotta say, oh. I, I had this, I was talking with Hannah last week on, on that episode about how um, I wasn't sure how long Frasier and Kate last, but I knew it was a shortish mm-hmm. arc. Like, I thought it would be a few episodes and, you know, and I also can't remember how long Kate is on the show after this. Um, and it's not long. I, I was really surprised that, like, that this is the episode that because I assume that as of next week they stop hooking up because it seems like they would you know 
take today mm-hmm. as a cautionary tale and kind of back off from this point, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no? They keep going? Um, no, she doesn't last much longer than this. No, like she's, from what I remember of season three, she's not on there that much longer. Okay. But I do know, like, I don't think they have randomly have, crazily have sex in, in her last few episodes, but I know mm-hmm. there's still a charge there. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm looking at episode summaries and they're still dealing with the dirty girl stuff in episode 10 of this season. Yeah. Okay. That's what, I'm, that's what I mean. Like, this is, like, this is, I guess this is why I thought their sting went longer because for me, this episode was fairly underwhelming for what it caused the rest of the series. Sure, yeah. Um, so that's what, I watched it thinking there has to be more, but right. there has to be more. Right. Like, uh, that, um, I will say, as much as I don't like the trope of like extreme opposites attract, and mm-hmm. that that being, oh, I'm only attracted to you when we're fighting. Right. As much as I don't like that trope, I do like that Kate can bring, can make Fraser careless. Yeah, I I feel that. I feel like it is a trope that I'm not like a huge fan of, but I think that this relationship is still really fun to watch. You know, like that she is such a good foil to him. It's nice to see him kind of like toe-to-toe with someone who seems worth his like time well I was gonna say worth his time but frankly I don't know that I would set super high standards for Frasier to be honest it's nice to see him with someone who is better than he deserves I guess <laughs> oh yeah for no for well actually you know which person was much better than Frasier deserves and he didn't even get to like have sex with her who? it's that model with he she jumped she brings her child from the babysit because she had a call call and the child tells him all these horrible stories of how she's a bad mother and right, none of them are right. true yeah she was the one that like was really too good for him that's true um, i mean like let's be honest everyone that fraser has any kind of romantic entanglement with i had is too good for i him. had your voice in my head of why like of just why do people find fraser sexy right. <laughs> <laughs> um i will say though for as played out as the trope is that they do for bad boy and dirty girl they do a lot of really cool things in the episode. One, the small physic, the small comedy bits, like mm-hmm. the one where she walks into the apartment. Well, no, even before then, when Frasier and Kate are trying to have the conversation, and Roz walks in, and Frasier says Roz in the middle of his and of his sentence, and she goes, "Please say she walked in." <laughs> right. That was that was gold. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's it. Like it, it, fun episode. You know, writing wise, I think this season has been good. I, I've been like. So far, I've been enjoying this season a lot more than I enjoyed season two. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's massively because the writers are doing a better job now. Uh, definitely. Also, like, a really good bit. Because, like, there was, like, small things I liked about this episode. Nothing, like, huge. But I liked the one where they're all talking about the Dirty Girl incidents, like, right after Niles tries to get Frazier to pay for his car stuff. Right. And Kate walks in and, like, Frazier's like, oh, no, Daphne has a line, a really good line before then of, like, oh, the whole family's not here. Right. That was good. Um, I'll just remind me of so many different things I actually enjoy about the episode, but I'll get to those. <laughs> um, but the point I'm trying to get, there's a part where the family members are making an excuse to take Eddie for a walk, and unintentionally, um, I suddenly forgot her name, Daphne. I wanted to call her Molly for some reason. <laughs> Daphne, Daphne tells Eddie, you've been a bad boy. Right. And there's this great moment where everyone freezes and at that point matt looks up and matt watches and goes don't turn around oh my god (laughs) because that was what makes it a great bit is 
they don't turn around. They just each all they just have a good freeze. Yeah, that's so. It. It's a great ambiguity of to Kate. Do they know or not? Right. Because she knows they heard the show. Right. Yeah. Of course. But but right. she doesn't right. know if they know. If it's her. Know. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite things, like, and I, I've been dominating this episode. I'm so sorry. No, that's but... totally fine because I've had to deal with a baby for most of it. So I'm glad that you're. <laughs> I'm glad that you're talking. <laughs> okay. Um. So another really great thing, like with this trope being overplayed, is what it is. When they have that pat, that whole setup of them having sex in the elevator. Right. Is really good. The lighting what kind of, the of service elevator is decorated <laughs> like a bed a bedroom? That's ridiculous. I love because it. Because the person that they were moving out was a smut novelist. Oh, I missed that detail. That's amazing. Yeah, the the, the B plot is the smut novelist is moving out and is oh, trying to hit on. Oh, it's the old Martin. lady in the elevator. Yes, that's her stuff. I missed who she was. I I I only I like I got distracted while they were introducing her and all I caught was that she was flirting with uh, Martin. Okay. That is a great subplot because Martin even says like, she says she needed a light bulb fix and next thing I know I'm in her bedroom. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And he spends the whole episode trying to avoid this lady to the point where when Frasier, right before Ray Frasier goes on air, he basically sets his dad up with her. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, oh, I've got something with Frasier tonight. And Frasier wanting to annoy his dad looks at him like, nope. I have to be at the station, so she takes him. <laughs> like, good, I have this other thing that needs to be fixed. And it's it's great. But um, the whole setup of them having sex in the elevator is also really great because it's not. It's just the perfect timing of, I'm going to light these candles. I've got this music box. Right. Musk, oh no. And just, I'm taking my, my jacket off. Is that okay with you? Fine. But... Even after they have sex, like, when the thing starts moving... Right. The fact that, like... Because I forgot about this. The fact that when the garage... The garage... The door opens, they're not ruffled or anything. Yeah. Kate Kate's hair is a little her, bit messy. Her hair was messy to begin with. Like, she's got enough poof. Right, yeah. It's not super noticeable. I My right. my thought about that elevator scene is that I think Glee did it better. But Glee also okay. had more of an episode to do it with. Um, Sue Sylvester traps Kurt and Blaine, who have broken up at this point in the series, in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And says, I'm not going to let you out of this elevator until you kiss. And then she starts turning the heat up in the elevator. And, <laughs> serves them well, a romantic had, meal and it's like they had a, an accomplice to deal with yeah <laughs> that's different yeah but for I, sure. did, I do like that for the most part kate maintains her dignity mm-hmm. through all of this she's not just like some some loose woman who's she it's one of the few like besides Roz, like she's one of the few people who have a great sex life and is not torn down for it right yeah yeah, and that's I've been getting so frustrated about the way that they treat Roz with regards to her oh, sex yeah. life. Oh yeah, she has and a whole like, line about that. Like, she has a whole line about that after the show, right? Oh, and she go, she says to him like, "You don't get to make a crack at my sex life again." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm maybe a slut, but I don't. At least I don't do things on air. Right, and it's great because it's it's her getting her moment a little bit in that sense. Um, <laughs> but what's less great about it is that you know that it's like not going to last like you know that next week's episode someone's going to make some joke about Roz being a slut um, yeah you know. well and I, I also just didn't like that she had to say it like that's like oh I may be a slut like yeah you, you don't have to label yourself that way I, I will say on on that there is I, I think that probably when they were writing this line they were not thinking about it this way but I think there is a case to be made for owning a label like, that's true like if like I I would be fine with calling myself a slut if I were currently 
you know sleeping around or whatever right like if i was yeah. not if i was single and like actively dating i would probably lovingly refer to myself as a slut if someone negatively called me one i'd be like fuck you but like i i think there is something to be said for there being power in labeling yourself as something um but i also think that because it was the 90s the writers were not writing her as owning that they were writing her and calling her a slut in the process you know what i mean yeah, no, I I understand. Like, there are a lot of really good small things. Like, this was nowhere near as impactful as I thought it, as I remembered it to be. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just I'm merging this episode with the episodes coming after. Right, right. Because this does this does snowball into a bigger deal. Yeah, it's it's a whole multi episode arc, which I appreciate a lot. Like, I think it's great that they're doing that kind of thing now. It's it's more interesting storytelling. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Um, do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we move on to uh, the last part of the show? It's refreshing. It's a good just to laugh along episode. It's a good mm-hmm. setup episode. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I just I feel like it didn't have the meat that I was expecting, and I just that makes me sad now. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that it. I mean. I feel that, but I also wasn't sure if it was just me because I was distracted while watching it, but I did feel like it was a little, like, it brought, it It was fun, but it brought, like, a 6 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't just you. I, was, I went in with such high expectations, like, oh, my gosh, I get to watch this, rewatch this episode, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so, a little baby update. Um, Teffer got Aww. home a couple minutes ago and came in and snuck Toby out of the studio, um, but conveniently left his bottle full of water um which is great because i forgot to bring my water bottle in for this recording and i was getting so thirsty so for everyone listening at home i am currently drinking out of a tiny baby bottle full of water <laughs> enjoy that visual Aww, um, that's cute and adorable so um this is the part of the show obviously where um i give you a chance to ask me whatever burning questions you have about fraser um it doesn't have to be a yes or no question it doesn't have to be fact-based it can be opinion things just something you're wondering this week about uh, our favorite radio man <laughs> uh no my favorite radio man is gil so <laughs> I mean, yeah fair enough do you have any burning questions about gil i can take a shot at it oh not until we reach that <laughs> oh man, that, I'm sorry. I said this in the last episode, but the episode where Frazier thinks he might be like he might like romantically like Gil mm-hmm. is great. I'm and, looking forward to to watching that one and seeing if it's if it holds up because I I does because I, I, I remember like I watched it <laughs> uh, like a few months ago. I mean, it's Frazier. It's gonna be dated, right. but. It's just the fact, like, because you don't see a lot of Gil until, like, season four. That's the fun thing about it is it really highlights Gil. And it it puts Gil on the map for at least the seasons I watched after, Mm -hmm. which is more than much. But um, it's it's because it's just so random. Right. It's really really good. Um, And Gil is just such a – he's a good actor. Right. The guy who plays Gil is so good. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, no, I guess – my burning question would be, what, what do you think Frazier, how do you think Frazier really felt when Bulldog said he was proud of him? Like, besides the stain mm. that he obviously had in the camera, but you gotta remember, he was with Sam, the playboy, all right. through Cheers. All yeah. of the guys he had were, like, around, tried to act more sexy than they were, mm. and for a while, he tried to be one of them. Right. So, 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. What like how does Fraser actually feel when Bulldog, who he at least projects like disrespect for, right? Like I think mm-hmm. we always see Fraser responding to Bulldog as if Bulldog is like the lowest of the low and someone who Fraser has no patience for. That's a really interesting question. I think like I think you're onto something with my 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 thought here is that probably while Fraser does sort of do the whole like ugh whatever bulldog like shut up kind of thing externally, I wouldn't be surprised if internally he does have a little bit of like there's maybe some warmth there, right? Because bulldog mm-hmm. would bulldog would remind him of the people he knew at Cheers a little bit. He would remind him of Sam. Yeah. that's the thing. Is bulldog as Sam who was a baseball player and was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I will say Bulldog seems to be a tad smarter than Sam, which isn't saying much. But right. but but maybe also a little bit more like he's not as he's not as suave as Sam. Like yeah. he has like it's it's kind of a weird balance. But I feel like in some way Bulldog probably makes him remind him of old times mm-hmm. and makes him almost miss his his friends right in, in a way. Um, there's a reason why they keep coming back. I'm excited for the Diane episode. Right. <laughs> I have yeah. so many words. Well, um, that's it. I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. He probably reminds him of home a little bit, uh, which honestly might be why he like puts up with him, right? Because he doesn't. He doesn't seem to love having Bulldog around, but he like tolerates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm that's also, interesting. On, on that note, because home is also where he met Lilith. Home mm-hmm. is where he married Lilith. Right. Had- home. <laughs> Home is where oh. he left his child. Exactly. So I'm wondering if, like, while well, he has a small warmth for Bulldog, which, mm-hmm. he, as you've mentioned several times, Bulldog shows up on the co- the DVD covers at some point. Yeah, he I becomes, think possibly starting in season four, although I might be wrong about that. Maybe it's, it's season it, five. I want to say it starts when his girlfriend leaves him because he's not a big star anymore if we haven't already passed that episode uh it looks like it starts in season five so okay we uh, i don't know yeah anyway but i feel like at this while bulldog gives him a sense of security bulldog also reminds him of all these faults right that he made yeah so. absolutely uh that's an interesting note i i'm gonna now start paying more attention to fraser and bulldog over the next couple episodes to see if there's any sort of clues to that because uh i've been paying a lot of attention obviously to kate and fraser because that's mm-hmm. kind of the main relationship right now but uh bulldog is someone i'm gonna have to keep a bit more of an eye on because that's a really interesting note mm-hmm. He's, i like bulldog over, like especially like when he does show more of his sensitive side mm-hmm. especially when in the radio play i think it's the one i remember him the most in right um or when he takes daphne like when he goes to the basketball there's something that he does we get stuck in a limo or something um but i do know we see a lot more bulldog than we do initially and i can't i don't think it's a coincidence yeah no absolutely i I mean it's it's the thing that happens right where a show Mm -hmm. gives you a few characters who are fleshed out in season one and then a bunch who aren't and as the show grows they flesh people out a little bit and if the audience likes them they get higher billing later and you know I get it. Yeah, and it's always it's always like you know, there's one person who grows on you more in a workplace, mm-hmm. and like, or like in some cases, like Breaking Bad or um, Orphan Black. Or like, I don't. There's other shows that follow the same example, but those are the only things I can think of right now mm-hmm. where a character 
ends up being so loved by the audience that they have to do more with them. Right. Because like in Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul was supposed to die in episode one. That oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Aaron Paul was only slated for a little bit of season one, but people loved his and Walter White's dynamic so much mm-hmm. that it kept him through the end of the show. Interesting. I've never... Yeah. I watched half of the pilot of Breaking Bad and gave up on it. That's the that's, that's as much of that series as I've gotten. Okay. Here. My last take on this is that's completely fair. It <laughs> took me a year to watch Breaking Bad because the first three episodes are just not good. They're very slow. Okay. But Vince Gilligan is a genius. I will say that. Get past the first. I I mean, really, like I don't give shows praise often mm-hmm. or high praise often, but there's a lot that. Ben Skilligan does in Breaking Bad that's cinematically smart, mm-hmm. dialogue smart. Well, except Skyler. We don't we don't talk about her. Um, there's a lot of things that he does that like there's a reason why Breaking Bad had the influence it did. Sure, yeah. Well that's um, it. It's it's one of those shows that I'm sure I will eventually watch and go, Wow, that was really good. I can't believe it took me like fifteen years to get around to it. But uh, Oh no. There's yeah. definitely shows where I'm like, Yeah, no, I see why, because Breaking Bad it took I watched the first two episodes and then a certain person, this is not a big spoiler, a certain person would not die. And I was like, fuck. And it just, <laughs> it just stopped watching it for a year. Right. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's been, it's been like five, like, okay, what, we, we met, we, I saw you two years ago. That's right, yeah. It's been at least two to three years, and I still haven't finished Frasier. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, <laughs> I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. I just I keep waiting for Frazier to die, and he never dies. I don't know. Why. Uh, I, you know what? The mind is, I keep waiting for Frazier and Niles to not self-sabotage themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you're going to be waiting a while. Uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Oh man. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for doing this. I'm sorry that the baby was making noise in the background oh, for no, like I half of hearing it. him. He's so Ho- good. Hopefully, he was pleasant for people. Um, that brings us to the end of the show for this week I'm going to say that again because I stumbled through it that brings us <laughs> to the end of our show for this week thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode share it or support me by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts it's the best way for the show to grow uh, Kendall do you want to plug anything while we're here bearing in mind this comes out on the 12th yeah so December 28th I'm going to be making my uh, I don't know when the p- photos are going to be posted on my Instagram but it'll be close to then okay. but I'll be rebranding my modeling to do more of a blend of fashion and special effects Cool. so that'll be fun and then in January um, 2020 we are doing a shoot that is based on Billie Eilish's song You Should See Me in a Crown um, and it is going to be fantastic. Awesome. But mm. is, I have I don't know you should see me in a crown, but I do know Billie Eilish's general aesthetic. And so I can only it's, imagine okay, what you've so got planned. It's, it's a bit different from Bad Guy. Oh, Let this me is put toned that out down. there. This is, this is kind of toned down. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. No, and the really neat thing is this, this title is based on a Sherlock line. It's like just that alone. It's based on Mycroft saying like, Watson says something like, oh, you think you have all the power, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, honey, you should see me in a crown. Right. And I love the power of those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the song itself is kind of odd, but I thought it would be a nice, cool, empowering shoot to do. So I, I already bought the outfit I'm going to be wearing, which is kind of a regal queen-like dress. <laughs> and she has sculpted um, basically a crown out of a mold, like a prosthetic, and it's going to be like mm-hmm. taking over me. Cool. And it's gonna, look, it's gonna be really cool. Awesome, and and that's gonna be on your Instagram. You said it will be. It will be fe- featured on my Instagram. Kenny is here. Um, twenty twenty is going to be 
very interesting and different from because originally I was just doing straight up fashion mm-hmm. shoots. Right. So I'm getting back into the character special effects. So. Awesome. Well, that's going to be very fun. I look forward to seeing yeah, it. Excited. Uh, the only thing I want to plug is uh, actually this is kind of exciting. Uh, we just put up uh, the sort of teaser episode slash session zero of the new Natural Toonie podcast, which is the uh, D and D show that I've been like secretly promoting for the past <laughs> little while. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. Uh, if you are interested interested in checking that out, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash natural toonie. Jeez, words are hard tonight. You can go to patreon.com slash natural toonie to find out everything there is to know about it. Um, there's a like special non-canonical bonus episode on there that people can get uh, the second they sign up to donate. Um, and I'm kind of hoping we'll like build a a base of supporters before episode one launches on January 1st. So uh, yeah, again, that's natural toony and you can uh, find out all about it, you know, <laughs> on Patreon. It's going to be great. I haven't listened to the episode yet. Oh, you sent me something earlier with the natural toony. Yeah. And, but I've heard a lot about the production and you don't want to miss it. No. It's going to be great. I think it's, it's really good. I think it's maybe the most exciting and most ambitious project that I have worked on since, uh, well, since my days <laughs> since my days working with a certain other content creator that I don't talk about anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you shall not be named. Indeed, Voldemort. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Zalatni and again follow Kendallin at Kenny is here on Instagram. Yes. Perfect. Kenny is here. Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use their song Wavos as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network, including Natural Toonie, at upfordnetwork.com. This is Tom Zalatni wishing you all good mental health. The least you could do is listen. Find out if you're missing. What could you say to a stranger today to get them on your side? Everything you do is what you choose to show the world, but you are more than that. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a Pokemon watch-through podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've taken on the monumental task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing in-depth analysis of everybody's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're asking the hard-hitting questions. Who's the real hero of this series? Why do some of these episodes get banned? Is Ash's treatment of his Pokemon abusive or just negligent? Is Charizard completely justified in treating Ash like the worst trainer of all time? Why don't more Pokemon have nipples? Which Pokemon would make the best professional wrestler? Is Farfetch'd your best option for Christmas dinner? Who even is that Pokemon? Are all cops bastards? Wait, I thought this was a Pokemon podcast. Uh, anyway, tune into Blasting Off Again on the Upward Network and wherever you find your podcasts. We're, We're Blasting Off, off Again! again. Ding! Ding. Hi, I'm Julian McKenzie. And I'm Tristan Damore. We're the co-hosts of The Scrum Podcast, a show that analyzes the current sports media landscape in Canada. Join us every Monday as we break down trends, interview Canadian sports media personalities, and discuss stories that matter. You can find us on the Upford Network, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get podcasts like... Stitcher. SoundCloud. Google Play Music. Uh, Spotify. How about Spider Podbean? It's making a great comeback, as I hear. Yeah, how how are shares for that, by the way? Yeah, well... Next question? Uh, message in a bottle. Uh, 
Crowded alley in uh, the Bell Center. Uh, Joe Rogan's bunker. Crowded alley in the Air Canada Center. No, Burn. actually, it's uh, uh, Scotiabank Arena now. Yeah. But I still say uh, Air Canada Center. Anyway. Yes. Listen to our shit, please. Please. The Scrum Podcast on the Upfront Network or anywhere else you get podcasts.